The FIFA World Cup is live on Sky Sports. Oh, See every game of football's ultimate showcase. Glorious! You need to subscribe to Sky's title and Sky Sport to watch this premium content. For details, see sky.co.nz. Welcome to Football Fever with Jason Pine. Newstalk ZB and Sky Sport, the home of the FIFA World Cup. All 64 matches live. Hello and welcome into the final episode of Football Fever, your World Cup podcast in association with Sky Sport. And in 2022, the world champions are Argentina. The world champions are Argentina. Jason Pine and David Choke won last time. They say that World Cup finals never match the hype. I think we can safely say this one did, eventually. Matched. It blew it out, didn't it? Uh, Christmas came early for me, Piney. That was the best Christmas present I could think of. Uh, a final with all of the the twists and turns, the drama, the excitement, the power, the uh, emotion. It was all there. I get pretty excited at Christmas time, Piney. I, I recall when Home Alone 2 came out, and I thought, well, it couldn't get better than Home Alone 1, could it? And it was. It was a better movie. So uh, I sat there this morning and uh, in all of my sort of Christmas glow, and God, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was ready to talk about sort of an underperforming France. No way. It was the, the start of the game, and in fact, the first, I want to say, hour, I was I was just so underwhelmed by France. It was like they were nowhere. They weren't even second. They were just so not at the races. Were they? I mean, how do we explain that? Well, two things. Um, I was ready for the storyline to be the illness that had ravaged the camp and the energy that had been taken away from the side because there was clearly a lack of energy. They just couldn't get going. But then credit Argentina with um, front foot football. Everything they did came off. That second goal, what a dream of a goal. Um, Mr. McAllister from Home Alone 2 would be pleased with Mr. McAllister's performance in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in the Argentinian blue and white stripes. Uh, I thought he was fabulous day, McAllister, and that goal that uh, he uh, assisted um, was just yeah, sensational. What a wonderful goal. And, and to me, uh, Scaloni, the, 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 the Argentinian manager, what a masterstroke of a side. Di Maria out of the side for a couple of weeks. I thought Di Maria was best in class in the first 45 minutes. And you only need 45 minutes of that kind of showing. Um, won the penalty, scored the goal, but just caused havoc down that left flank. Oh, it's just a, it was uh, an opening 60 or 70 minutes where you were going to just say, well, Argentina bossed this from start to finish until that happened. Yeah, well, I was writing my notes for the podcast, and that's almost exactly what I had, that they were just absolutely comfortable. Let's go back, though. Di Maria, it seemed as though the tactic was to get the ball to him as often as possible. He won the penalty, brought down by Dembele from memory, and Lionel Messi stepped up to take it. A breath, a heartbeat, and Messi! A goal forevermore! Perhaps his moment for infinity! Lionel Messi, the first player to score in the group stages, the round of 16, the quarterfinal, the semi-final, and the final at the same World Cup. Uh, Argentina were playing superbly. The second goal, as you say, Chody, just sweeping move from back to front. Di Maria finishes it. Seven touches the ball, all executed perfectly. One of the goals of the tournament on Sky Sport. Messi. Oh, lovely. Delightful. Alvarez. Here's McAllister. Di Maria is the spare man. And how Di Maria. Glorious goal. Argentine gold. 
just amazing, wasn't it? From every touch in that move was just perfect. I often sit as sideline to the main commentator and I heard in the background, and I often do this, you sort of talk to yourself because I heard an, oh, lovely. Um, and it was a Barry White, oh, lovely. Um, you, do you know what I mean? You just see moments in football and I'm sure he was referring to the outside of the football and then into the fa- uh, feet of McAllister who fed early to an on-rushing Di Maria whose finish was perfect. Um, again, I get to watch this with my wife. How sad am I? But uh, And she's not the footballing guru that uh, that you and I are. But Leanne, it. she would still have appreciated that goal. Well, she said, did he mean to put it there? And I said, did he? He absolutely meant to put it there because it was the perfect place to put it, wasn't it? Uh, just back past the keeper into the side netting on the other side of goal. I said, "Yeah, I think he meant that." Yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him every credit for it. But it was, it was um, an ecstatic moment uh, in football. The ecstasy was clear to see for an Argentinians, but I enjoyed it sitting on the couch at home. Just two of the previous seventy-four World Cup final goals had been scored by players who were thirty-four years of age or older. The first two in this game both were. Two-goal deficit in the final hasn't been overturned since 1954. As I say, France not even at the races. Giroud and Dembele hooked after 40 minutes. Yeah, um, again, credit the management. Um, Things aren't going well. Things aren't right. I suspect that there was other things at play. There was talk of Giroud rolling himself uh, in uh, training. There was talk of uh, a squad being hit with some sort of virus. I think he could see the energy was down. They they were just not winning seconds. They weren't getting it. It was quite odd, actually. It was it was so odd. You thought, are they, have the Argentinians, I remember I called them these junkyard dogs, have they just come out snapping so hard you can't settle on a ball? Well, I wonder if there was more at play. But that just adds to the drama, the mystery, uh, the legend, the myth. Because um, Argentina were, for 70 minutes, uh, significantly better than France. Yeah, the fabric of the game and, and the, the, the tapestry of it and the story of this game, I mean, you could go over and over and over it. But yeah, Giroud and Dembele taken off. Mbappe in the first half had fewer touches than anyone else who started the game, just 11. I Honestly, as I said before, couldn't believe how poor France were. They, you know, the, the passes weren't sticking. They were, you know, you're going to make your first touch and it sort of bobbled a little bit. And I just wondered what was going on. And then... I mean, they didn't have a touch. <laughs> they didn't have a touch in the Argentina penalty area until the 68th minute. Yeah, it was unbelievable. The The Argentinians, however, their work rate was phenomenal. Um, Alvarez up front, I was watching him. He, he was side to side. Messi still gets to walk, which is nice. Um, but but, but the, the other ten, or the other nine, keeper excluded, are just into it, um, expending huge amounts of energy. Um, they were all over the place and first to the second ball all the time. They flashed onto Mbappe at one stage, around the 70-minute mark, and I thought his body language, he's gone. He, he's a young kid, he's 23. He, he realises they're not going to get into this game. Uh, Antoine, Gui- Antoine Griezmann, one of the players of the tournament, uh, subbed off after Strange, 70 minutes. Strangely quiet, Griezmann, too. Yeah, yeah he was, and I thought, I thought they've surrendered. They've waved the white flag, but hang on. Penalty to France in the 79th minute. Mbappe steps up. Mbappe... Compelled, obliged. France just might. Mbappe with thrust. And I thought, oh, this is going to make for an interesting last 10 minutes. But 97 seconds later, 2-2. Astonishing. Mbappe. Taram. Mbappe. Oh, wow. He is an awesome force of nature. As we've said, France were nowhere, nowhere. But Mbappe, youngest player to score 10 World Cup goals. Kingsley Coman, who came on for Griezmann, 
I think he robbed Messi for that second goal, didn't he? Made a big impact, the uh, Bayern Munich player. Yeah, fresh legs gave them all the impetus and some uh, uh, enthusiasm, some energy, and it just lifted. But uh, awesome force of nature. That's quite a nice line because that's exactly what that goal represented. It was thrust and counter thrust and then just a strike, thunderous strike, um, volley. Um, Lots of players would have brought that down and tried to side foot it. He knew exactly what he wanted, and it was an arrow into the heart of the Argentinians. Gee, it was a goal. Yeah. Uh, that was the one that got me. The one, the, the penalty got me sitting on the edge of the couch. That got me off the couch. I was on my feet um, making noises. <laughs> a bit weird. But, uh, yeah, it was fabulous. And from that point on, I thought, hang on a minute. They're going to win this. They're gonna, they're, because the Argentinians now looked out for the count. Yeah, I think when you're 2 up and cruising and then you get pegged back to 2-all, the momentum of the game does shift to France. 90 minutes arrived, 2-2 at full time, into extra time. Four of the last five World Cup finals now have gone into extra time. That's as many as the previous 16 finals combined. But it uh, took another twist. 109 minutes. Messi on Sky Sport to make it 3-2. Martinez! Messi! Offside. Yeah, there's a bit of confusion about this. It, it, uh, the, the, was the flag up? Was the flag not up? Clearly not offside. And one of those goals that, you know, you, you always want to see the ball hit the back of the net, but it had gone over, you know, enough to, to register the third goal for Argentina. Yeah, well, the technology gave the goal. Clearly the referee's watch indicated that the ball had crossed the line. He gives the goal. There was a flag up. The flag did go up from the linesman. Um, they went and looked at that, um, and it wasn't off. But again, only just... My instincts were, gee, that's going to be... I thought it might have been off, actually, when I first saw it. But you get it on replay? No. They got it right. Again, a little side story. The referee, outstanding for me. Excellent. Excellent. Outstanding. Like bagging referees, generally. But uh, you wouldn't bag that referee. Fantastic. And I thought he had a great way about him. At one point, I saw him smiling and and being a bit jockier. Another point, I saw him tell someone to zip it. Um, He was stern when he needed to be. And the calls... And there were some massive calls in this match. He got right. He got three penalties right, didn't he? And you're right, he, he took the sting out of what could have been. And I remember you spoke on the pod yesterday about what this game might become in terms of the, the pressure cooker, the, the tinderbox that just needed a spark. He, he was all over it, wasn't he? We should, uh, we should name him the Polish referee, uh, Simeon Marcinik, who was just, just excellent and gave another penalty right in the, uh, in the shadows of the 120th minute. In fact, in the 117th, Mbappe sticking, uh, stepping up to take this one. Mbappe. Into the galaxy of greats! Hat-trick for Mbappe. First in a final since Jeff Hurst, 1966. His eighth goal, which secured him the golden boot. His fourth World Cup final goal, most by anybody. It's 3-3. Doesn't turn 24 till next week. Yeah, well, he's a, an awesome force of nature. But for me, he's fire and ice. Um, he has got thrust and power and pace like the fire. But uh, stand him up three times for a penalty in this one. Uh, he has got ice running through his veins. He, he is an incredible athlete. Um, but he's obviously got uh, the top two inches going on as well, where he can just put everything out, out, out of his head. Um, it put the Harry Kane double penalty myth to, to bed. No, I'll take three. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I will score three. So, yeah, for me, fire and ice is Kylian Mbappe. And I did say that the game would go long, Piney. I said get ready for it to go long and to extra time, but I'm not claiming any superpower because I was thinking nil all, niggly, tight, 
I wasn't thinking this. Well, it was 3-all, and it could have been 4-3 right at the end. Argentinian goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez, who was actually later given the golden glove as goalkeeper of the tournament, coming up with a massive save in the final minute. Forward by Canate. Colomarani! What a stop! What a stop by Martinez! I wonder whether that also gave... Argentina the momentum going into penalties because France could have won it right at the end. Their keeper comes up big and, and is full of confidence. Not that he needs it. Martinez is a fairly confident guy going into the shootout. couple of things. Um, for sure, that helps Martinez' confidence and they wouldn't have got there without that incredible stop. Um, he played mind games uh, through, with, with all of the French. Uh, he danced, he, he jiggled, he jived. So he's a lunatic, which is what all good keepers are. Um, I think... Um, I think, though, uh, like all good junkyard dogs, they know no fear. Um, I didn't sense for a minute that any of the Argentinians stepping up had anything, any second thoughts, any doubts. Uh, they were just steely uh, in their penalty taking. Um, I mean, Messi's was ridiculously cool, a side foot because he'd noted that the keeper might have moved half a yard one side, so he rolls it in, so that's very messy. But all of the penalties were... were um, going in from the Argentinians. So I think once you got to penalties, Pioneer, I had settled on the Argentinians because I just thought, these guys have no fear. Yeah, and and I just, Martinez just looked bigger in goal than Lloris. Uh, and Komen, who had been excellent since his uh, introduction, had his penalty saved. Uh, Chuamani put his one wide, leaving Gonzalo Montiel to step up and look to win it for Argentina on Sky Sport. Montiel... Argentina become the second side in World Cup history to lose their opening game and go on to lift the trophy. Spain did that in 2010. Third World Cup for Argentina, 36 years since their last one. Lionel Messi goes out on top of the world. Uh, the fairy tale has a happily ever after on this occasion. Yeah, look, football writes uh, those fairy tales and this one uh, couldn't be written any better for Lionel Messi. I love the golden boot race going on as well. A story within a story. Quite happy that Mbappe gets it, but Messi gets the big prize um, this was the big dance, um, and this is uh, the legacy that Messi deserves. There's no doubt about that for me. And I don't know about you, at the end of the match, I was exhausted. I was sat there stunned. So I can't imagine the the emotion that had drained from all of those players. And the celebration was, it was not, um, it wasn't exuberance. It was absolute relief and joy and emotion, wasn't it? Just slumping on the park and just just drinking it in. Um I don't know, Pony. I don't think we'll get to see a better one. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, plenty of tears, as you say, at the final whistle. Uh, you know, Montiel, who, who scored the final penalty, you know, just just dissolved into into tears. Lionel Messi, I thought, was quite cool, though. Not, not a lot of tears from, from Lionel. Just, uh, as you say, a, a deep sense of calm, I'm sure, and just, you know, just knowing that it's done. It's done. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Um, when you're that talented, what does go through your mind? What does get you sort of uh, your heart racing? Because he looks like a guy who would have a uh, a pulse rate uh, that most of us would uh, wish for in in good health. Um, at the at the end of the game, he looks he looks really calm. Uh, you saw him take the trophy and join his team, and he celebrated long and hard there. Wasn't sure about the cape they gave him. I'm not sure about that either. <laughs> yeah. What was that? I don't know. Maybe it was a wizard's cape, and he was Merlin. I don't know. It was He, he looked a bit more Bilbo Baggins, perhaps. Was it a Qatari tradition or something? Uh, yeah, I 
sense it must have been because it was semi-ridiculous. Uh, but uh, he wore the cape and he joined his team and the fireworks ensued. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think both sides gave of their best and we were treated to a, a World Cup final that you really get to see. It was just an absolute roller coaster. It really was. I, I get the feeling Lionel Messi would have been happy wearing a chicken suit if it, <laughs> meant, if it meant holding the World Cup aloft, which he did. Uh, incidentally, the uh, the penalty by Mbappe to make it 3-3 meant there were 172 goals scored at this World Cup, a new tournament record overtaking the 171 scored uh, in 2014 or so in 1998. So now we can... Reflect on the World Cup very briefly because we've done it over the last 25 podcasts and it's been such a joy to bring it to you. But, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm probably putting you on the spot, Chody, but how do you regard the World Cup? Best in my memory for football through the whole tournament. Uh, there weren't many of these dud fixtures. I thought the um, the format's great. Uh, that third round, the third round of the opening mat, uh, opening group play, uh, all games were live and there were late twists. We got giant killings. We got the Saudi Arabians and the Japanese doing the giant killing. We had big teams going out, the likes of Belgium, Germany. Uh, we had bubbling in the, in the background, the England, France side of the draw and the Brazil, Argentina side. And to me, for me, it just worked perfectly because we ended up with those two big guns at the big dance. Uh, and uh, in the end, it was the tango, the Argentinian tango that took centre stage. It's been such a joy talking football with you over the last month or so, Chody, and uh, thank you all for listening and for downloading the podcast in such big numbers. We've loved uh, bringing you the uh, the action. Uh, I guess we can go away now and uh, watch a few replays. Channel fifty seven on Sky won't be uh, won't be the same for a while, Chody. I'll have a lie down, Piney, but uh, then I'll uh, settle into Christmas and uh, my binge watching of Home Alone. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Merry Christmas uh, from us all here at Football Fever. The FIFA World Cup is live on Sky Sports. See every game of football's ultimate showcase. Glorious! You need to subscribe to Sky's title and Sky Sports to watch this premium content. For details, see sky.co.nz.